York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. out New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. The excitement took down the stream, but we're going to do it again anyway. The Knicks beat the Celtics 109 to 94. We beat down B-Town in Madison Square Garden. Shout out to our team, Julius Randle gives us 23 points, four assists, and seven rebounds on the night. Shout out to Julius Randle. Mitchell Robinson, the impact of the block nest monster gave us 10 points, 13 rebounds, two steals, and two huge blocks on the night. Bust a gun in the sky for Mitchell Robinson, Jalen Brunson, the captain, our MVP. 17 points, three assists, and four rebounds for Jalen Brunson. And him, Emmanuel, Godson, sixth man of the year of the future on the New York Knicks, gives you 23 points, two assists, and impactful three rebounds. Shout out to Emmanuel quick. Can't forget Josh Hart, who's been undefeated in the Knicks uniform. Hopefully we taking that energy all the way to the championship. 12 points, five assists, five rebounds, and two steals for Josh Hart. Shout out to Josh Hart. Knicks overcome not hitting their free throws. Only hit 23 or 34 from the free throw line, but hold the Celtics from nine to 42 from the three point line and the bench outscored the Celtics bench 44 to 29 and the Knicks win. And how many did we win? Not one, not two. Not three, not four, nine in a row for these New York Knicks. We are not mid. We are surpassed that at this point. And this is it's feeling special, guys. It's feeling like a special symbiotic type of energy for this team where everybody's gelling together at exactly the right time. And we're rising to the top. Shout out to these New York Knicks, man. I'm so excited. But also, before I get too ahead of myself, shout out to FUBU TV. If you want to watch the Knicks for free for seven days on MSG, go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT so you can scream at your TV while you're rooting for those New York Knicks. You can also watch other cable channels as well, and you can also record, and there's no subscriptions, so you can cancel it, cancel it whenever you want, so shout out to FUBUTV, okay? All right, now, hit that like button, Hit that subscribe button and I'm going to introduce you to my guys. First and foremost, it is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G is in the building. As Picks for Timmy would say, we are outside. Outside. <laughs> what? Woo. 
And you already know this man is the Latin assassin, all right? ESPN contributor, posting and toasting contributor, Deadspin contributor, SNY contributor, my man, Lee Escobedo. Let's go. Y'all know who's outside. <laughs> oh, Tibbs. Keep coaching another hell of a game, y'all. Another hell of a game from our man Tibbs. What? Has Tibbs stopped Tibbing? <laughs> I don't know, man. We might have to hang up that, that whole scenario. That whole saying might have to die. Tibbs has stopped Tibbing for a minute now. I don't know what's happening. But ever since the team has gotten together and Josh Hart has gotten here, he's been more flexible. He's been playing IQ more minutes. He's been benching people when they should. He's been going up before our eyes, man. Tibbs, Tibbs not Tibbing no more. What's, what's up with you? Who are you? Whose man's is that? <laughs> I don't know whose man's it is, but I'm glad. I'm super glad. I'm so I'm so glad, man. Tips is oh my gosh. This team, I don't know what's going on. It seems like you know what? Thibodeau teams defensively usually get better as the year go along. Jalen Brunson seems like he's figuring out more how to pick his spots. And this entire team seems just to know exactly what they're supposed to do at what time at least most of the team anyway i would say most of them eight out of the nine people on the team seems to know what to do i'll get to that later all right <laughs> it just seems like everything is gelling at the right time and it's starting to feel special man it's starting to feel like we're going to run away with something we were the fifth team in the league, fifth best team in the East. We had the ninth best team in the league. We're t- Listen, the Celtics weren't missing, we're missing Jalen Brown today, but the Celtics have won the healthy amount of games without Jalen Brown. I believe they won like 80 something percent of their games without Jalen Brown. Um, the Knicks are smacking up teams who were supposed to be in our 50% tier, and now we're starting to punch up. And I kind of feel like the confidence of this team is growing. In the beginning of the season, when games started to get close and steam started to make a run, I felt like our team got tight and they started to panic. These last few games, they're so used to living in that panic that they've grown up in the panic. They've evolved in the panic. That is like now they've so used to that feeling that they don't feel the panic anymore. And they just know what to do. Especially after adding Josh Hart to the second unit. Because now the fall off from the first unit to the second unit is even smaller right now. And I'm just loving it. I what did, I don't know. Somebody, go ahead. Somebody, who wants to take over? Go ahead. I'll go first. Now, I know it sounds crazy coming out of my big-ass mouth that Tom Thibodeau's outside. 
because y'all used to hear me say fire tips. You know, I'd have to the attributes, have the sign, fire tips. Even have a shirt made. It's on its way. But let me tell you something. We got to wait for the playoffs, obviously, for the real uh, metric to judge him on on how he does in the playoffs. I think we're getting out of the first round. We have too much talent. We didn't beat anyone under us because we're going to end up in the fourth seed, I believe. Or if we play, the fifth seed, we'll play the Cavs. It don't matter. We're smacking the Cavs, smacking the Nets, smacking everybody else. But how he plays in the second round will determine his future and possible extension after this contract runs out. That being said, let me get that out of the way. I'm not a total believer in him to win as a championship as a coach, but in the regular season, the man has a track record. As Ross pointed out, as Jay Ellis has pointed out, he's a winner in the regular season. And he has his team bought in and listening to his teams, and he's adjusting. I think Johnny Bryant is getting a louder voice on the sideline and credit to Tibbs for listening to him and being and have enough humility to adjust his game plan, not just month to month, game to game, quarter to quarter. When he benched R.J. Barrett in the fourth quarter, I was screaming at the top of my Man. lungs, take that bum out the game, and damn it, he did it. He took him out, put in heart quickly. Brunson, Mitch, Randall, and that five won us a game, and I think that's the five that's going to finish games in the playoff. That group, and Tibbs did it. I was shocked, and I was super happy. Not only that, but the Obi Toppin got a lot of minutes tonight. Came in the first half and provided minutes off the bench. I was like, he's understanding mismatches. Yeah. Boss is a small team. They don't have a bunch of trees at the five. You can play Obi Toppin and thrive small ball and Nessa Hartenstein, and he did it, and Obi had a great game and contributed to runs offensively and defensively. So, yo, all props to Tibbs. I'm not going to be one of these miserable haters. One of these miserable, toxic boys that are, are talking smack on our team when we're winning and talking down moves the front office is doing to try to make us better. I'm for it. I love the I heart trade. I do it all over again. Take the protections off that pick. Take all the protections off. Give me a second. I love that I heart trade. Second best trade of a deadline. That's done. Might drop. Mike drop right there. Mike, listen, I, I got some stats. I got some stats. I, man, shout out to I just I just followed this kid. He's a, he's a typical lover, a real lover. But he posted some stats. I forgot your name. I'm sorry. Um, but listen, ever since Josh Hart has joined the team, all right, 100.84 points allowed per game, second in the league. 10.6 made threes allowed per game, first in the league, outscored opponents by 73, 73 points first in the league since Josh Hart has been added to the Knicks. Not just a guy he's going to give you points. I mean, but he's averaged 14.2 points, 61% from the field and 62% from three since being in the Knicks, but he impacts Weaning. It's all about the intangibles. It's all about the small plays. And there was a point in the game where the second unit was in the game, and you can kind of just chill. You can kind of just relax. You don't have the anxiety building up in your chest, thinking, "Oh man, something's bad is going to happen. Can we make it three? Because whenever I looked up, Emmanuel quickly and Josh Hart was getting busy putting this team on their back, saying, you know what, Julius Randle, you know what, Jalen Brunson, we got this. We know what to do with the ball. And they started balancing out this team and fighting back when the Celtics were pushing back on them. I don't know. Go ahead, Ryan. I didn't want to take over too much. Go ahead. Well, I'll say this, you know, since you already said a lot. So, okay, so tonight, for example, the Knicks did give up a lot of open threes, I did believe. 
you know, especially, you know, throughout the game, the rotations were kind of off, but there were certain times throughout the game where I thought their rotations were perfect on a three-point line. And I definitely want to see them be more consistent with those rotations on the three-point line because there were times when the Knicks sent a double team. And, you know, when usually when you double, when you double somebody, the ball swings around and then, and then your rotations are usually out of whack. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were two times that I could point out to where the rotations were on point. Yeah. And I'm like, if they just keep that up, that's going to make the Knicks even harder on defense to score on. Because I think there was one play where the Knicks doubled and the Celtics swung the ball around. And Grant Williams was in the corner for three. And there was nobody around him, but quickly had enough sense to get off his man and run to Grant Hill and, and run to um, Grass at Grant Hill, run to Grant Williams in the corner and contest the three, and he ended up missing. Mm-hmm. And then there was another play in the game, too, where the Knicks doubled. Celtics swung the ball around. And I, and I believe, I, I forgot who was open, but Grimes did the same thing. Grimes saw that he was open, left his man, came over and contested the three, and ended up being a miss as well. And I'm like, if the Knicks can get can just get that down pat, the defense is going to be crazy. And I liked the impact that Mitch Robinson had on this game. Amen. Because Jason Tatum had a bad game, but I feel like he had a bad game because he had a bad start to the game. Because there was one play where Jason Tatum, where Jason Tatum ran, got, ran to the basket. It was about to dunk it. And Mitch Robinson rejected him at the rim. And the, and the shrug that Mitch Robinson did afterwards, too, let you know that, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. My defense is like that. And then there was another play, too, where <laughs> they, they double Tatum in the corner. Tatum tried to, try to pass out of it. And Mitch deflected that pass and ended up being a steal. Yeah. And I feel like the Knicks took Tatum out of the game early. Yeah. And that was crucial to the Knicks win tonight because with Tatum out of the game, there's nobody else that can score on that team with Jalen Brown being out. And then ultimately, T- Jason Tatum got frustrated, got a second technical, got thrown out of the game in the fourth. And, you know, right then and there, that game was signed, sealed, and delivered. I'm yours. TV one. So. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Get out. Hit the road, Jack. Listen. Listen. Mitch, we've, I'm going to get to Mitch. We haven't really talked about Quentin Grimes in a minute. Quentin Grimes only had five points. But even though we haven't talked about him, I still want to kind of point out how crucial he's been to our defense. A lot of those threes from from Tatum were contested. Uh, Grimes was was guarding him for most of the nights. And for most nights, Grimes is still guarding the toughest assignment on the other end of the floor. And even though he's not giving us big scoring nights, he's still, for most part, shutting down the other team's most talented offensive player. So I want to shout out Quentin Grimes. I got some stats from Quentin Grimes, too. Quentin Grimes is in the 99th percentile of defensive matchup difficulty. Only allows... 0.68 0.68 points per game when guarding goos on ISOs. Dudes are shooting 27.8% against him on those ISOs, all right? So even though we we big up Josh Hart, and I and for good reason, it's still a reincarnation of John Starks, the spirit of the 90s on this Knicks. We still love that. But Quentin Grimes, 
even though he's not dropping a bomb, a bunch of threes, he's still putting in work. He's still playing defense. Um, he played great today, improvising, breaking down the defense, dishing it off today. I still want to give my props to, to, to Quentin Grimes for his role on this team. All right. And Mitchell Robinson. We man. We've talked about how dangerous this team is when Mitchell Robinson comes back. It's night and day when Mitchell Robinson is on the court. It's 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 night and day. It's just crazy how much better he is. A guy who's that long, who can play defense on the perimeter and block shots at the rim. And now this season, he's gotten even better at getting defensive rebounds on top of getting extra possessions. Mitchell Robinson is is going to make us a force in the playoffs there's there was one play he made where where i'm looking at mitch i'm going this is the this mitchell robinson is the only guy on the team who can make a play like this pick and roll jason tatum and i think robert williams maybe tatum tries to Throw this high to the screen loud to Williams for a dunk, and Mitch ends up breaking it up, and they start going for a fast break. And I'm sitting here going, Mitch, uh, this is this is why I love you. This is why you're so needed for this team. Because Hart and Sims did an admirable job um, playing defense, and this team did an admirable job playing defense because we held ourselves to only 15 points in the first quarter. Uh, their lowest of the season and held them to a hundred under a hundred points. Uh, and it's largely because of our three point defense back to the basics, Mitchell Robinson, Quentin Grimes, and those guys played defense. And I miss you, Mitch Rob. And thank you. I undefeated since he's been back. All right. Shout out to Mitch Rob. Whew. We didn't even talk about Emmanuel quickly. We even talk about him yet. <laughs> shoot, shoot, shoot. But salute to the chat. If you want to call in, I saw somebody say you want to call. Yeah, of course you can call in, man. Oh, got two callers up. Well, you already know what the deal is. 319-527-6241. That's 319-527-6241 if you want to call in. Um, I'm going to get to these super chats before. Shout out to Esh, Eshalon, who says the two dollars super chat. It says, Hey yo, NYK came through, laced up the Tim's demo work. Shout out to Eshalon. You're right about that, sir. You're right about that. Also, another two dollars super chat from Esh. It says, We outside, too hot for the snow and ice. Shout out to <laughs> Eshalon. All right. First caller up. Who do we have? Who do we have? Let us know what your name is. Where you from, caller? This is Jason. What up, Jason? Jason, yeah, my man. Man, Jason, what's going on, Jason? It's funny. I'm like the opposite of a fair weather fan. So I stopped calling in when the Knicks started winning all the games. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "There's nothing to analyze. We, it's all good here." <laughs> yeah. I don't even really got much to say, man. It's just, it's, it's beautiful, man. That's all I can say. It's just, I, 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 I have, there's a colleague in my job. He's a, he's a Celtics fan. We were talking mad stuff this whole today. And I said, look, David Brown's not playing. 
I thought that means that Jason Tatum is going to be guarded by Quentin Grimes or Josh Hart the whole game. Yep. I go, that is not easy to deal with. And clearly, he couldn't handle it because he got a technical to get out the game. Facts. <laughs> That's a fact. So, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I feel so good about this team. I feel vindicated with a lot of the stuff I said like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they win it like this, there's not much to say, but just let's go next. Let's go next. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. That's the call. Let's go next. <laughs> See, my guy just said the vibes are immaculate. That's all he said. That's basically all he, he said. said. <laughs> we good. That's it. Peace. <laughs> oh man. Next caller up. Who we got next? NBIC. What's going on, NBIC? Yeah. What's going on? Chilla, man. We, we, we vibing today. Smoking on that. That's Celtics you know, pack today. Let's go. <laughs> let me let me first start off by saying that I gotta give I have to give Tips flowers for tonight's game because he actually coached a really good game. And um he, you know, beat the Boston Celtics again, which is a good thing. I mean, you know, he's a regular season coach. It's it's all good. Like I like it. I like this team. I like the way we, we're, we're panning out. But I also think that Leon Rose has given him every opportunity to show his worth because, you know, I got to keep you guys. We all Knicks fans, but I got some of you guys are delusional and you jump out the window for too much. So I got to keep you guys sane. Okay. You got to realize, here's the thing. Ime Udoka is, is out of his contract now. So what that means is that he's going to be a, a sorted coach. He's going to be a high-regarded coach. If you have the opportunity, and this is a business, right? If you have a coach that hasn't won a championship, has a history of winning in a regular season and losing, and you have a coach that just turned his first year went to the NBA Finals, who are you going to go with? And I want you to and and when when you before you answer that, I want you to think about this about we're winning and all of that crap. Listen to this. Here's some trivia for you: Avery Johnson, Brad Stevens, and David Black. What do they have? What do they all have in common? Been fired. Hold on. What you say? <laughs> been fired. They've been fired. <laughs> they all were fired. During winning season, this, so let that sink in. This, listen, okay. And like I said, it, listen. If email Doka, I'm I'm gonna say this last thing, and then I'm gonna let y'all speak. If email Doka, if we get him, we have access to a superstar in Jason Tatum. Now you guys can talk. I'm gonna let you guys. <laughs> kiss him up there. Anything the Celtics, you think the Celtics, you think the Celtics are going to give up Jason Tatum though? Celtics are not giving up Jason Tatum. Jason I want to respond badly. That's my guy. NBIC is my guy. We've been on the same page about Tibbs all season. He's someone I communicate with a lot on Twitter about our shared feelings on Tibbs. Uh, mostly weaknesses because he's not one to give flowers. I was happy he gave flowers tonight. So I think. I mean, you, you just have to be a miserable person not to be giving Tibbs his flowers right now because he's deserved them and he's earned them. I want to see what he does in the playoff. 
And when you do the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm, I'm not going to be yelling fire anybody. If Tibbs brings us to the Eastern Conference Finals and we lose because we were outmatched talent-wise by the Bucks or the Celtics, not because of a, a lack of adjustments or scheming or substitutions by Tibbs, keep Tibbs around. If we lose because Tibbs burns out his guys or because he plays RJ when he should have benched him, or because he goes with a, a bad rotation, uh, say he goes with Grimes over Hart in some situation when Grimes is shooting one for 10, sure, have a discussion. I think Ime Doka, if he doesn't have a job by the summer, add him to the bench. Add him to the bench, same way you did Woodson, the same way you did Kenny Payne. Let him be on the bench, give us two cents, You know, inform and educate Tibbs on what he can bring to the table, and then if we ever need to make a move and get someone else, do it. But right now, to push a fire Tibbs narrative – Right now, until the playoffs have happened, I think it's premature at this point because he has proved yeah. me wrong and the criticism that I had of him, which was lack of adjustments, too much drop coverage, bad rotations. All three of those have been at, uh, been amended to some degree, enough for us to have the fifth seed in the East, a six-game winning streak, and a t- top in net rating, top in offensive rating. Now, with the playoffs, we get embarrassed in the third, second round. Yes. Now you now it warrants it. The evidence you have before you warrants that conversation. But right now the conversation is not warranted. Yeah, yeah I completely agree one hundred percent. Like it's kind of wild to me that the Knicks are on a six game winning streak. They just beat the Celtics, the team that represented the East in the finals last season. Thibodeau right now is coaching pretty much out of his mind right now, and then you're gonna bring up the fact that. There's been coaches that's been fired after winning seasons when there's better options out there, whatever the case may be. How are you going to justify firing Thibs? Like Lee said, if Thibs actually brings the Knicks far into the playoffs, you know, and the only way they lose is because they run into a Celtics team or they run into a Bucks team that's more talented than the Knicks. There's going to be no no justification to fire Thibs in that case. The only way you can justify it is like Lee said, if Thibs gets completely embarrassed Right. Playoffs. That's the only justification you have. But if he coaches his ass off in the playoffs as well, and the Knicks reaches the second round or the Eastern Conference Finals, and he loses to the Celtics, and he loses to the Bucks, the team, teams that are clearly better clearly. than the Knicks, how can you justify firing Thibs? It would not make sense. Agreed. You can't. We've been complaining about three point defense all season long. We ran up against a team in the Celtics who bombs threes. Bombs threes. That's what they do. That's what they did to us. And then what do we hold them? Nine from 42 from three. And we talk about fire tips. When we talk about that, that was one of his biggest weaknesses all year. Talked about over. We talked about we need to play IQ more. IQ is actually playing more now. He's closing games. He's going with people for longer stretches who are actually producing. Almost every single thing that we complained about last year from playing the youth to playing the high hand to the the, the defense on the three-point line to listening to to, to uh, coaches other than themselves um better uh t- out of timeout plays almost every single thing that we've complained yeah. about he's adjusted yeah why are we still talking about fire do y'all just want to Y'all just want to complain just because y'all just like, what is the deal? <laughs> I got one more brief thing to say that I, I don't want to talk about fire tips for me. Y- y'all continue the discussion, but fire tips is just not on my agenda right now. I want to celebrate these wins, but tips first year in Minnesota with the T-Wolves, they won 47 games. 
They were bottom of the barrel of the year before. They won right. 47 games, which was the best season they had since 2004. He got smacked in five games in the first round against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Now, against the Warriors, made sense. But it's that type of lack of effort in the first round to not even take the seven or six five-game series, same one with the Hawks. Those type of things that I'm worried about. But I think this team is too good. They can win despite his limitations in the first round against the Cavs or the Nets. I, I think they can so I'm just going to put that out there. Tibbs has a lot to prove in the playoffs, but this time I finally have faith in him that we did out of the first round. I'm going to move on because I have a rebuttal, but I don't feel like I don't. I even want to go in that rebuttal. I want to talk about the game. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I want to talk about the game too because it's, it's wild to me that we're talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to talk about that. I, I want to talk about Emmanuel quickly, all right? That's what I want to talk about right now. <laughs> Because Emmanuel quickly has blossomed before our eyes. IQ hive to the day I die. It's getting scary now how comfortable I am with the ball in his hands. Scary. It's getting to a point where I'm looking at the second unit. I'm going, get the ball to IQ. (laughs) Like, would you think in... December, beginning of December and November, everybody would be on the same page. Like we need to give IQ the ball because I feel more comfortable. Look at the growth that's been happening with this team. This is why he is six man of the year contention. The defense have grown to an astronomical level. I've seen him fight over a pick and then he pulled like a Frank Nilakina spin move after he got picked to contest the shot on on white and i'm just like this kid is is phenomenal on top of that he's copy pasted a lot of jalen brunson's game and he's just living in that mid-range drawing fouls and now the three-point shot is coming back to the point where he's bailing our team out for corner threes when we needed the most iq is on another level and if he was playing like this in the beginning of the year, I feel like he'll be even higher contention for six man of the year. And I can't wait to see what happens next year with IQ with like a full season of this and possibly more because IQ is just, oof, he's balling right now. Yeah, man, like. Oh, I got I the, meant- ooh, I'm sorry, bad man. This is the wrong stats. <laughs> Yeah, and those are definitely the wrong stats because Bob Mind did not play good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had to take you immediately off the screen. I couldn't even wait to just switch. <laughs> but back to IQ, though. I'm with you, Jail. It's like the first couple of seasons, I was iffy on IQ. I was very iffy on IQ. But this season, IQ has won me over 100%. And when the ball is in his hands, I am supremely confident. His decision-making with the ball in his hands, to me, has improved exponentially compared to the last couple of seasons. I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe... You got time. The was drinking that, and all of a sudden, my man's IQ just blew through the roof. But his... But when the ball's in his hands, his decision-making has grown exponentially. And I think his one... I think one thing that... IQ has improved on, which I think people don't really point out as much, but I saw it in this game, is off-ball movement and relocation on the three-point line. Mm. He, he has really grown in that 
category. And I'm not saying he's Steph Curry-like, but I've seen some plays today where he's on a three-point line, he passes the ball off, and then he relocates on the yeah. three-point line and gets the ball back and shoots the three. And IQ, you my guy. That's all I'm going to say. You my guy. <laughs> you won over 100% this season. You my guy. There's going to be some tough decisions to make this summer on how to manage the contract extensions for Emmanuel quickly and Obi Toppin and also re-sign Josh Hart while staying under the cap. Uh, I know that Evan Fournier is an inspiring contract, and I have a feeling that Leon Rose is hungry for another trade to really put us over the mountain. And I think that Fournier and, I have to say it, I think R.J. Barrett will be moved this summer. Maybe not even to, to get a star, but just to free up cap space in order to guarantee that both Toppin and IQ can get their money and Josh Hart is retained. Retaining Josh Hart is paramount. That should be like priority number one is IQ, and priority number two is retaining Josh Hart for the intangibles that he brings to his team. We would have lost a lot of these games in the, in the late fourth quarter. Absolutely. Blown leads, bad rotation, uh, bad defensive rotations, if not for Josh Hart. Josh Hart has become the glue and the nexus to retaining leads and winning four quarters because of his impact offensively and defensively and getting in Jason Tatum's head, which was huge. We haven't had a guy like that who's that vocal on the court. So I think at some point we have to make decisions on who we get, how do we manage the, the salary cap to get around these huge contracts? We, we're not huge, but significant contracts we have in order to re-sign our youngsters, keep Josh Hart, and I'm glad that Brock Aller is in that seat. More flowers to, to Leon Rose for signing guys in very key positions to make those decisions for us and make the informed decisions at that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I don't think everybody's gonna get paid. I feel like quickly and Josh Hart will be here. Um, not sure about OB unless he's takes a pay cut, like Raw says. But I don't know why he would do that. I wouldn't suggest he does that. Um, RJ Barrett. I don't know. I don't know if he. I'm not so definitive that he'll be moved or not as of yet. Um. I know he's he's frustrating. He had some good moments and bad moments tonight. To be honest with you, today, when I was looking at the game, I was looking at IQ and Josh Hart play off of each other and Obi Toppin. It looked like all three of those guys was kind of like a nice synergy going. And they seemed like natural basketball players who play team ball before. And then all of a sudden, you're giving the ball to RJ Barrett. And I'm like, Bruh. bro, pass the ball, bro. Pass the, pass the ball, pass the ball. Like, I don't understand how everybody can see on a second unit that driving and kicking is working. And then RJ gets the ball, goes, I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> like, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. He got it together a little bit later, but then stunk again. But I just don't understand it but josh hart for sure we definitely have to keep him i can see us going over the caps to, to keep both of these guys beyond you i can see that happening and still trying to make the decision on other players later for real but um yeah yeah the rj thing definitely concerned me today i'm not gonna lie and it showed it in the minutes rj played 25 minutes today 25 minutes quickly played 30 Josh Hart 26 minutes 
So, uh, yeah, his, Barrett's minutes have slowly been cut, and it's, it's it's apparent that he is an issue there, but it's the right move. It's the right move. Yeah, with RJ tonight, it's the same stuff we've been pretty much complaining about all season. Like, last game against the Pelicans, he was actually going into the paint, spraying the ball around actually looking for passing lanes, passing it to guys open at the three-point line or whatever the case may be. He was actually taking his time and, and assessing what's around him before he makes a decision. But tonight, it was it's the same, it's back to the same tunnel vision barrier. Yeah. And I don't understand because it's like, you had a game like that against the Pelicans where you were good offensively, you were getting other teammates involved, you were actually looking for passes. And then all of a sudden you have a game like this where you just tunnel vision, you just drive into the lane, and, and you know the Celtics is a good double team team. Like if you drive yeah. into the lane, they, they come through with the double teams late and, and just knock the ball out your hands. And it's like he wasn't even reading that and knowing that, it, okay, if I'm gonna drive into the lane, Celtics are gonna bring the double team. Let me, you know, try to see if I can, you know, pass the ball out to somebody who might be open on a perimeter, whatever the case may be. So yeah, RJ had a RJ Bat had a bad game tonight, especially offensively. Defensively, I didn't think he was bad. I did see I did see a lot of energy from him on defense, but offensively he was terrible tonight. Even though he's getting, I mean, White was kind of cooking him a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, but that's besides the point. My thing is here's my thing: Julius Randle right now to unlock Julius Randle. The Knicks have told him to shoot open threes and not hesitate. That's what the Knicks have told him to, to do. For R.J. Barrett, what I'm going to need you to do, R.J. Barrett, is the exact opposite. (laughs) (laughs) All right? For you to get on track, I need you to go to the paint and pass the ball four to five times before you take a shot. All right? I don't care if you're right at the rim. Kick it out to Grimes. Throw a lob to Mitch. I don't want to see you shooting the ball in the paint until you pass the ball a few times first because we need to fix that tunnel vision thing fast for real because it, it's it's killing you right now killing yeah. you. you and you cannot do that against a team like the celtics that can play good defense and they bring late double teams where if you're not aware you're, you're getting stripped it's cookies it's cookie the only one who could do that is Jalen brunson seriously <laughs> it's the only one who really? Oh, I was a double team. I could just shoot right over you. That's the only one. Everybody else, eh. get like, on you like fit in. Huh? Like the times I seen Jalen Brunson split double teams tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, splitting double teams, throwing lives to Mitch, doing his thing. Only and we can talk about him a little bit later. But you, the only one allowed to do that. R.J. Barrett frustrated me today. I'm, I'm. Listen, we still won the game. Shout out to Tibbs. I'm I'm still hoping this guy gets together because, like we said before, he's the missing piece. When he has games like he had the game, other game the other day, he's elite. When he decides to get tunnel vision, he gets crazy. Oddly enough, he got pulled for making a bad pass. <laughs> but it is it, what it is. Salute to the chat. You, we got two more on the phone, so let's get to the phone line. Uh, but. Did I shout out the super chat? The the um the last super chat? I'm not sure if I did. Not yet. Not yet. Believe. All right. Before I get to the phone lines, shout out to the 499 super chat. 
from Keith Watkins, who says, Nick's fourth seed in sight. Great job, as always, guys. Yeah, the fourth seed is right there. It's right down the yep. block. I can see it. We're approaching. At least the fifth seed. The fifth seed is definitely in sight. The fourth seed, I'm not so sure about. Fifth seed, I can definitely see it. The, the, I can stay. I can see it staying here. All right. First caller up. We got Edson from from Long Island. Edson, what's going on, sir? What's going on? Can you guys hear me loud and clear? Because I'm outside. Yo, we outside. <laughs> we outside. Yeah, we outside, man. They outside it's this morning. It's snowing, but we outside. That's for sure. We outside. <laughs> we outside. <laughs> Yo, it's crazy because when I was dialing up the, the number, I haven't called in since December 4th last year. Wow. I'm like, dang, I, I've been I've been tuning in, try to squeeze in and listen to shows and whatnot, but I haven't called in in a minute. Yeah. And what a time to call in right now. Good timing. Man, the euphoria, guys. You, I can't believe it. You know, eight, I know we've been, it's a good, I love a good Boston beating, but this is different. Yeah. This is different. Because how it was built up from the off season for telling us we didn't do nothing, and then we start coming up, and then all the ups and downs through the peaks and the valleys coming up to the trade deadline, and again said we doing nothing. What are we still doing nothing yet now? Huh? No. Huh? No. 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 Hold it in, man. Hold it in. I don't. You hold it in as long as you can. But you guys, every, every hater that has been ready to take a dump on us is going to keep sitting in the bathroom stall, <laughs> all clogged up. Yeah, man. Hold it in, man. Hold that down. And we, I, I love your energy, man. Popping off like that, I would not be surprised if I hear some news around Texas that you just hijack a, a, a school bus and start swaying down the highway, man. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Love it. Love this team. Love Josh Hart. And I'm not trying to get away ahead of myself, but I just want this team to keep pushing. Yeah. Keep pushing. All right. And I uh, I think I called like many oh, like many moons ago about, you know, rough times and Tibbs would be was hitting hard and didn't want to play the kids. And it's like, no, we gotta find out what we have right now. Yes. I'm still matching that. It's like we like we have something right now and keep rolling with it. I'm not going to hear anything about off season stuff or any other more hypotheticals. I am focused in honing in us doing well in the playoffs. Then we can talk about what we need to do next. Because honest to God, again, the same hater said we had to uproot everything, but the train line deadline. What was that? What was that? Can't hear you. Cause you're stuck in the bathroom stall. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> all right, gotta get that out. All right, you got it out. You got, got it all it. out the system. Ryan G, JL, Lee, I'm out. We outside. We outside. We outside, and we ain't going nowhere. Facts. Bubble jackets and Tim's on. We outside. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Oh man. He 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 loves those doodoo puns, huh? He loves that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he does not well. Uh -oh. 
<laughs> Shout out to Edson. Harlem, new caller in the building. That okay. says new caller right there. Next caller up, we got Tony. What's going on, Tony? Hey, Lee, Tony Banks. What's up, buddy? What's going Tony? on, Tony Banks? Oh, man. Hey, I was going to talk about RJ Joanna Man Barrett, but I'm going <laughs> to hold off on that. Damn. Listen, I don't think, like, I don't think, I know it's hard from where we sit to actually give the Knicks credit, right? Mm-hmm. Boston's not better than the Knicks. They just, they're not. They got really two good players. They're not that much better. The only team I fear really is the Bucks. But Boston's not that much better. I'm starting to feel that. I'm starting to feel that way. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. They're not that much better. Like, if, if you look at, if you look at them, if you just look at them, what do they really have we don't have? Uh, um, um, Randall can match up with Tatum's points, right? Jalen can match up with Jalen's points, right? So after that, we're better. Yeah, they don't have a Mitch. They don't have the IQ. They do. I mean, listen. They have. Wow. They. I'm. So, go ahead, Ron G. Sound like you. Want. Go ahead, no, Ron. I was just saying that they, they, they do have Brogdon coming off the bench, that which is similar to IQ. Yeah, I'm about to say that. They do kind of have, like, really, um, who, what's this? Rob, what's their center's name? Robert, Robert Williams. Robert Williams yeah. is kind of like a I Mitch <laughs> to me. Um, right. So, to but me, this is the first game I actually see Mitch through? outplay him, to, to, to actually. But go ahead. Yeah, but if you go through just like you were just doing line for line, player for player, at the end of the day, we got more cards. Yeah, you, you know what it is? We still got We still got heart. We still got if Barrett plays well. We, we still have more. And they got an inexperienced coach. True. True. What, yeah. I don't what? think they're much better than us. I think we're looking at what it was earlier in the year, and we're holding that against the Knicks. But Recent games, we're right there with them. You know what it is? The Celtics were like a, a level last year and this year, right? The Celtics were in the finals. Like the finals. Yeah. So so you, you count that for something. For us, we have Randall, who right now is doing really well. And it's matching up really well in the regular season. We've seen what he's done in the regular season um, against yeah. the Hawks, and he, he kind of you know fizzled out. This year is go- hopefully it's a whole different ball game. There's still a lot of question marks on how we're going to perform in the actual playoffs. But as far as regular season, Randall right now has gotten a let be- a lot better, and I think Jalen yeah. Brunson being there has helped that out a lot kind of taking the pressure off so hopefully when it comes to the playoffs there's some carryover you know where yeah. Jay, where randall is still able to sustain that because to me that's what really yeah, is gonna think, make the difference so go ahead i think randall i think randall will because that pressure's gone with brunson it, it's just he doesn't have the pressure anymore but when you look at when you look at that nick bench Anytime you have any one of those starters struggling, you got a guy in the bench that can step right in. We haven't had that in a long time. Yeah. Really, really, really long time. 
Yeah. So we're, we're not we're not at a talent deficit. But right now, one of the things the Knicks have more than anybody is they just freaking believe. Yeah. They believe. So that's it for me. I just wanted to call in uh, just to talk to y'all. That's it for me. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Unc. Appreciate you. <laughs> Peace out. Salute, salute. Yo, he makes some good points. To me, it's not even about talent because it's talents versus experience at this point. You know what I mean? Like the, the Celtics have been there and gone through that round before. We haven't seen IQ really let loose in the playoffs yet, right? Um, we haven't seen Grimes and those guys, how they're going to react to the playoffs with that type of pressure. So we have the talent. It's just like, what can carry on? Because we still are, are a young team. Um, the guys who I know is going to show up, I know Brunson's going to show up because Brunson is about that life. I want to see what, what everybody else does. Hmm? I agree. And I think if you look at the last couple of years in, in the playoffs and who's made the finals, we're seeing more parity than we've seen in years, maybe even decades. Like it's it's a new team from both conference in the finals each year in the last like four or five seasons. So I mean, a team like the Boston Celtics last year shot a lot of people making the finals. Yeah, I mean the Suns the year before that, before they had KD. But I think we have a type of core that can make a nineteen ninety nine finals run this year. It just things have to work out, and RJ Barrett is the X factor because as good as Hart has been, as as high of a ceiling as Grimes has, RJ's our guy now. And we yeah. need him not just produce a 20 points a game, but an effective and efficient 20 points a game. And that is that's the one thing that worries me a little bit. Getting past the Bucks and the Celtics, because I have full faith that Smart, Brogdon, Brown, and Tatum can do that. And I also have full faith that Mitch, Randall, and Jalen can do it. It's RJ, it's a question mark. And I worry about his ability to do it and sustain over a seven-game series, even though Tony was right. We got Hart and Grimes, you know, an IQ off the bench. But RJ is a guy that we really need because of his size, strength, usage rate, and on-ball ability. We need him to be able to give us those points and efficiency splits when we're in the playoffs. Yeah, and Lee pretty much took what I was about to say because I feel like even though the Knicks, you know, beat up on the Celtics tonight, when Jalen when Jalen Brown is inserted into that lineup, that's a different Boston Celtics team, and I do think the Boston Celtics still edge the Knicks at the moment from a talent standpoint and the fact that they have the experience, and the Knicks don't really have players on their team with that same experience. That still makes the that still gives the Celtics an edge over the Knicks. But I feel like Lee though, it depends on RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett is an X factor. If you can get a consistent performance out of RJ where he's giving you at least 15 to 20 points a night and it's an effective 15, 20 points a night, I think that puts the Knicks in like that upper upper level to where they can probably match up with a, with a Boston Celtics team. But right now, the Celtics still have that edge over the Knicks when it comes to playoffs. Yeah. You know what's so frustrating? That I think what maximizes the frustrations of RJ, that wouldn't be the case if we were built, or the roster was built a little bit differently is how his cons and, and Randall's cons overlap. They're similar in ways to where they can have a really great game and then be horribly inefficient the next. Like they, they can be super committed on defense and then go a two, three game stretch where they're a revolving door on defense and they don't have the same level of commitment. If we had a more stable and sustainable two guys or three guys, like we, Brunson's 
the, the, the model of stability. So is Mitch. But Randall can be off and on. And when Randall's off, you can't afford any type of miscue from R.J. Barrett. It, is, it, it maximizes his errors on defense and his, his on-ball dominance on offense. His, his ISO tendencies, his, his putting his head down and barreling to the rim and getting blocked or stuffed or a turnover. That's the issue. If Randall was more of a joker or Randall was at an Embiid, you could handle some of the bad games, the off and on numbers with RJ. But because we have Randall in that role too, then he's susceptible, susceptible to having his errors on offense and defense and a lack of motivation. It emphasizes and magnifies RJ Barrett's flaws. How has Randall been lacking on defense? I feel like I haven't complained about Randall's defense in not in 2023. Uh, early, early in the season, in early the first in the season, the season there, there were some moments. Yeah. Yeah. Like I haven't. Yeah. It, to me, it's just. To me, it's all about RJ. To me, it doesn't have anything to do with Randall at this point. To me, it's just RJ just looking in the mirror and going, I need to play better. I need to make better decisions. I need to involve my teammates because this is what we actually need. Um, for us to be more successful, to to involve my teammates and not just be tunnel vision. Like to me, it's just it's just more about RJ at this point than Randall or anybody else. Because at this point, with the added depth in Josh Hart here, Rand, uh, RJ is not going to get the opportunity to get twenty points a game. Like because what's been happening is because we've lacked a lot of wing depth and we need the height. And we couldn't just rely on Quentin Grimes. I think he was kind of allowed more to kind of play through it more. But now that Josh's heart is here, I don't think he's gonna be able to play through it as much as they used to. Because they're, they're just gonna well, wait. What? What are you doing now? You throwing the ball away. You throwing the ball into backcourt. You have the tunnel visual again. There's a bad turn with a bad time. Josh, get in there. Like, that's what's going to happen. That's what it's looked like it's happening. So, like, even a 20 points per game thing, like, let's say this team is is together next year, exactly the way it's constructed into next year. I can see R.J. Barrett's 20 points per game dipping because the coaches is, if he stays the same, like, if everything exactly stays the same and RJ doesn't progress next year, I can see the coach cutting his minutes for for um, Josh Hart closing more. And he'll be more like 17 points a game, you know? That- yeah. And I want to, you know, I haven't done this in a minute, but I want to answer one of the comments in the um, comment section. So... Rapid Old School says that we're killing RJ, and he said, come on, stop the scapegoat and continue to build. Okay, here's the thing. The last caller came on saying that the Knicks are comparable to the Celtics on a talent level. We're talking about what the Knicks need in the playoffs in order for them to get past a Celtics team. If they're able to do so, the way RJ Barrett played tonight, he cannot play like that in the series if the Knicks is expected to even beat a team like the Celtics. We're, so we're being real right now. We we like RJ. We're yeah. not trying to we're not trying to kill RJ right now. But with the way RJ played tonight, 
If they go against the Celtics in a seven-game series, they're not beating the Celtics. This is a real family point. conversation. Yep. <laughs> real family conversation. Not trying to throw nobody under the bus. Not trying to, you know, oh, trade him. He's a bum. We're, not, we're just saying yeah. this is what concerns we have. This is what needs to be fixed for us to, to, to and this is what's happening before our eyes. RJ Barrett played 25 minutes today. This is what's happening today. All right. So we all hear Badman all day. We gave him that nickname, but this is what's happening. You got to be real about it. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yo, salute to the chat. We got another caller. Shout out to the, we have Joseph on the line. Joseph, you, you still there? Yeah, what's going on, Joe? What's going on? First of all, I want to shout out the team. Y'all doing an excellent job. I uh, appreciate you. And what I want to say, I'm happy with what I see, but I do agree R.J. Barrett needs more consistency. And Randall, he needs it too, but I feel like Randall is building and building and building. Right, But I know at the same time when it comes to playoffs, sometimes the guys you least expect, they step up because playoffs becomes a whole different jungle. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying, you know, the team is looking good. You know, this is what Nick fans been waiting for for forever in a day. And I'm just going to say, let's go New York. Go New York. Hey. Short and sweet. Salute to you, Joe. Thanks for yeah. calling in. All right, all right, all right. Yo, salute to the chat, man. Everybody in the chat. Shout out to Alexander, Cody, L. Marshall, Lee's Pops. Shout out to Keith Watkins, Bill Willis. Shout out to Vibe Shop, Gamer Channel. Everybody, L. Marshall, everybody rock with the show. If you like the show so far, the like and subscribe button. Shout out to Picks for Timmy, who started the We Outside chant. Now it's taking all over KOT Nation. It's become our official model for the 2022-2023 season. Shout out to you, Picks for Timmy. Uh, man, you talked about a lot. Um, only thing I really wanted to, to talk about is, have you noticed a change in Jalen Brunson's approach after All-Star break? Yes. Hell yes. Very different. Very yep. different. I, I made a comment about Kyrie Irving. And yo. Salute to Tony Banks who sends a ten dollars to the chat. Man. It says love the show. That's Appreciate you, Unc, as Lee likes to call you. <laughs> That's my aunt, man. That's my main man. Yeah, man, man. Shout out to you, man. Thanks. Thanks for, for bringing Unc over to the channel, man. He's a cool dude. Uh, so like I was saying, Nets versus Knicks, when Kyrie Irving was still on the Knicks, I kind of made a comment about how Kyrie Irving paces the game. And I wanted Brunson to kind of do something similar. Kyrie Irving can get a shot off whenever the hell he wants to. And he knew that for three quarters, Knicks versus Nets. He just dished the ball out, dished the ball out, dished the ball out. Fourth quarter. He was like, oh, it's Kyrie time. Give me the ball. Got the buckets. Gave him the buckets in the clutch moment. I, 
it didn't happen exactly like that today, but kind of similar where the Knicks were going, you know, Brunson was concentrating and just getting ran of the ball and everybody else the ball for the first quarter until the Knicks got into a little bit of scoring trouble. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, shoot. This is when I wanted to hit that, that, that break open glass for Brunson. Like, okay, Brunson, now you take over. You get the buckets, you score. That's the point in the game where he started to take over and score. And I, I think that's when we need to take more advantage of his isolation prowess. Not as the first option necessarily, but when the Knicks have these rough patches, when we have trouble scoring, that's when I'm like, you know what? We having trouble scoring, take over a little bit, loosen up the defense, and then get back to business as usual, passing the ball. I think he did a good job doing that. And I feel like he hasn't been scoring that well as efficiently after the All-Star break, but I do appreciate his approach um, to the game after the All-Star break. Jalen Brunson today. Yeah. 412, not mm, 412, 103, 17 points, 9 of 12 from the free throw line. Uh, shout out to Jalen Brunson. Uh, hopefully, we can, we can carry this over to the next game. And I think that's that's going to be the way Jalen Brunson just plays from here on out. All right. All right, yo. Got you guys have any last words? Do you want to mention anything? Y'all laughed at me when I said 50 burger. But let me tell you, I'm frying up a grill, man. I got one for both of y'all. We don't be passing those 50 burgers out the barbecue. The the KOT family barbecue, baby. We ought to be munching on a 50 burger and a bag of chips, man. BYOB. And you know, man, bring, my, bring your own burger. Elvis, you told me I was overrating this roster, bro. You told me I was overrating these kids. Listen. Nah, man. This is a good roster with depth, talent, and I watched every Mavs game. I knew what Jalen Brunson was going to do in this system with this team. You know what it is? Lee, there was a few things that happened, right? First thing, if you go roll the tape, my first biggest question was Tibbs. Because I said, I see us being a 50-win team because I didn't know how Tibbs was going to coach because in my mind, Grimes deserved to start. And I wanted to see what Cam Reddish could do at that time when that when that whole Cam Reddish thing was going on. And I wanted the things that he's doing now where he's playing the kids more or playing. I wasn't sure he was going to do that. Because if you go back to the tape, I was saying if he starts, if he's if 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 he does those things, I shouldn't say 50 burger. If he, I was in my mind, if he did those things, I felt like he could be, be more and more of like a 45, 46 win team. And now looking back at it, he started Grimes, right? He completely benched Evan Fournier. He completely benched Derrick Rose. Moves I never saw coming in my wildest dreams. He's done those. And then on top of that, when RJ Barrett got injured, he started actually playing IQ more minutes. And I felt like once he started to play IQ more minutes and IQ started to get in the rhythm with the nightmare rotation, 
that's when things started to change. And that's when we actually started to win. <laughs> and I really think the 50 does really go, now those extra wins now is freaking Josh Hart. <laughs> the Josh Hart edition is 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 solidifying the bench because for the first half of the season you would see the net ratings right last year we were mad because the bench had a high net rating than the starters this season we're looking at the net ratings going wow the starters have a net rating a positive net rating when you're looking at the bench it's a little bit shaky we need to get some more consistency with the bench Miles McBride, I love you. You were doing a good job. You were coming into your own, but switching out Miles McBride for Josh Hart, put gasoline on the fire. Now we have a bench who was a positive. I haven't checked, but I'm just I'm just guessing, just based off the numbers I, I read earlier on on Josh Hart. Uh, yeah, 108.4 points allowed per game, number two in the league. 10.6 made threes allowed per game. Number one in the league since Josh Howard's been here. Outscored opponents plus 73 points since Josh Howard's been here. My guess is both the bench and the starting unit are probably a, a positive in that rating now. I haven't checked, but that's just a guess. So it's definitely look like a 50 burger now. Like I'm not going to hold you. It's, it might be 52, but I don't know. This team is looking crazy. It's a big That's week. A Nets looking like food. <laughs> Heat looking like food. And we about to barbecue like Lee said. That's that's a fair defense for not picking a 50 burger in the beginning of the season. I, I saw Brunson unleashed, finally on ball in a high usage role away yeah. from Luka Doncic and saw the potential of what he could bring to his team. Because this team really was just missing a playmaker and facilitator at the point. Like we've been missing a point guard since Mark Jackson, like a long step on Marbury had his moment, but a real true leader since Mark Jackson in right. the early nineties. I saw that and what that, what he could be in a, in a role with New York. And I said it opening tip. This would be Tom Thibodeau's best season as a coach with the Knicks. I thought that he could utilize this roster because Leon Rose took away his toys. He got rid of Noel, got rid of Alec Burt's most importantly, and he was forced with it, the only veterans on the roster at that point were Fournier and Derrick Rose. And I didn't think those two would eat at the majority of minutes with IQ in his third season, Grimes in his second season, RJ in his fourth season. I, I was like, the kids will play at this point. A healthy Mitch, uh, a renewed Randall, 50 burger. And what, what's happened? Tom Thibodeau has his best coach as a New York Knit in, in his New York Knit tenure. That's happened. He's yeah. making adjustments. He's, the rotations are crisp. He's benchinized when he need to be benched. And I love the out-of-bounds plays, the out-of-timeout plays, the end-of-a-game rotations and substitutions have all been crisp and smart. He has, has not gotten out-coached in a real long time. I can't remember the last game. Maybe the Dallas game is the last game he got out-coached. Like, genuinely, out-maneuvered in, in, in a chess match. So, right. hey, man, hats off. The tips, we outside, baby. We outside. Uh, we outside. <laughs> Yeah, outside, man. Going on dates. I hope he's getting a massage. Whatever I need. <laughs> Full he's man, earned. Yo, man. You know what it is too? It was Randall too. Randall and RJ. I was, I was, man. I had question marks about those two because, like you said, 
Jalen Brunson, mid-range assassin. Gets into the paint. Lives in the paint. With guys with Randall and RJ who also love to live in the paint and can't shoot threes, I was wondering. I was like, Randall and RJ, one of those guys have to start shoot threes for this to work because the paint's going to be clogged. Then you look up and, and Randall is launching eight threes a game. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, yeah, shout, you got you to give credit to this coaching staff for knowing what we had and game planning for this. Knowing what the situation was, knowing Rand, knowing Brunson needed room and knowing Randall had to not hesitate for this to work. And it's working right now, man. It's looking like a 50 burger. It is. All facts. Yeah, man. Salute to the chat. Alexander said he has the pause button. What did I say? Do we say something crazy? <laughs> I don't want to take you back. <laughs> I don't recall. I don't recall. Oh, man. But salute to the chat, man. That is our show. Only thing I really have to say, hold on. Bruh. Bruh picks. Bruh picks. Bruh picks. Bruh picks. Bruh pig for the day. These damn refs, bro. I cannot. This has to be the worst referee season in the NBA since like the Tim Donahue years. I, I, I just know the refs are on FanDuel. They have to be on FanDuel. Because in the world does Jalen Brunson get hacked multiple times right before the actual shooting foul then get hacked on a shooting foul make an and one and then they call a technical foul on Jalen Brunson Bruh. who's man is that who's between that and it's getting so bad that the refs are trying to cover up their tracks in in the, the two-minute report now. They used to at least admit they're wrong in the two-minute report. But now they even go into two-minute reports and going, that wasn't a that wasn't a foul on RJ Barrett on his shoulder because it didn't affect the the speed and the <laughs> whatever the BS language they use to justify their BS. I just I'm I'm on can we just fire all the rest before the playoffs? Because I, I can already see what's coming in the playoffs. We just need to get everybody from Foot Locker and just have them ref the playoffs. Because I'm, I'm, I'm too done. Yeah, it was kind of wild because Marcus Smart did hack him twice, and then on top of that, like Marcus Smart is the reason why Jalen Brunson was falling back to begin with because he bumped Jalen Brunson, and so Brunson had no choice but to fall back and shoot it. Right, and it's like. And it's like as he's falling back, he just his foot just happens to be in the air and makes contact with Marcus Smart. Like there was no intention behind it, but yeah, they want to call a technical foul on Jalen Brunson. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a bro pick. But I do have another bro pick though. Go ahead. Well, this has nothing to do with the NBA. This is college basketball. So there was a game over the weekend. I want to say it was Iowa versus Indiana, but I'm not sure because I think that was a women's game. I don't know if the men played, but the, it, but it had to do with Iowa's coach. Mm. So apparently this dude is known for getting technicals. And, you know, in college basketball, it's rare that they give up technicals. But this coach, he's known for getting technicals. So he disagreed with a call 
that a ref made. And then during a timeout, he just he, we, he was just standing there staring down the ref, not moving, staring down the ref while his team was huddled up. I don't know, talking. I guess his assistants was like drawing up a play, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. My man was just standing there, staring at the ref. And the ref was standing there staring, staring back at him. They were staring at each other for a good like 20 seconds. Then the, then the coach takes a step towards the referee, continues to stare at him. And then the referee takes two steps towards him and continues to stare at him. Hmm. <laughs> until, until, the coach, until the coach finally gave in. And they just turned away from the ref. And I'm like, dog, how are you going to start a staring contest and get punked out <laughs> by a ref? Like, come on, man. Bruh. Oh, man. I got one. How about the Dallas Mavericks with the most embarrassing loss of the season last night, blowing a 27-point lead going to the fourth quarter and making history uh, in the process to LeBron James and 13th place L.A. Lakers in the West? <laughs> yeah. that mass pick looking good you know that it's possible man. it's possible we, we gave away the the worst of the two picks that mass pick might end up better than our pick might josh Hardy. might <laughs> might <laughs> oh rap give rap that the, that's the pick that keeps on get, listen for kyrie irving to leave the nets blow that situation up Head to Dallas and then blow that situation up at the same damn time on some two chain stuff. This, Kyrie Irving is the gift that keeps on giving. And then after and then, <laughs> and then Luka Doncic comes to New York with the needs. <laughs> Yo, crazy, crazy. That would be crazy. Kyrie Irving might be my new favorite player after that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Free Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> also, 50 burger. 50 burger. Also, keep your eye on the Wizards. Keep your eye on the Wizards. Because the Wizards are playing better now. If they make the playoffs, that's another pick right there for the Knicks. If they make the playoffs. So Wizards make the pl- So you're telling me. You're telling me the Knicks can go to the second round, have two picks, <laughs> a winning team, have two all stars who are underpaid, and are you telling me that all this can happen this season? Two picks, two all stars, underpaid with developing you talent and a fifty burger in twenty twenty three? Is that what you're telling me? We outside, baby. Yes, sir. Wow. 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 Mic drop. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? It was dooming. It was dooming gloom in November. <laughs> Man, who would have thought? Who was the only one saying 50 burger at the beginning of the season? Let's Lee, go. Lee, come on, Lee. You were saying fire to him in, in November, all right? <laughs> you, you, I, I, I might be saying, I might be saying in June. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I really hope not. I, I hope everyone's saying. I feel you. 
It feels good, man. Yeah, shout out to World Wide West, Timmy. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we shout go, out. we leave a worldwide mess. Oh, man. This is, a good place. this is a good place to end it, man. This is a good place to end it. Love talking Knicks with you guys, man. This is, this is a great feeling. Next game up. We got two big games. We got the Nets on Wednesday and the Heat on Friday. And I can see us really beating both of these teams. And really solidifying that fifth that fifth place. This is a big week for us. And I'm feeling more confident than ever that we're gonna come out this week on top. Yep. Facts. That's a fact. God willing, everybody healthy, because IQ scared us for a second. We'll come out on top. God willing. And the creep don't rise. Facts. 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 But yo, this is a good time there. Please hit that like or that like button and subscribe to your channel if you're feeling the content. Lee, let them know where they can find you, sir. Uh, on Twitter, at underscore Lee Escobedo. I've been churning out a story a day, man, for the various publications I'm writing for. I've been on fire lately, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. hey, it helps the Knicks are winning. The vibes are immaculate. Like, Max. hey, man, let's make some side money. You know what I'm saying? The Might hustle's well, hard. Get that paper. It's going to chronicle the good times and the bad. So I, I, I've been in my bad lately. Uh, yeah, I've been posting all my stuff on Twitter. You can find me on there. All right, all right, all right. Ryan G, let him know where he can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. Alright. Yeah, my Wi-Fi's been trash lately. What's happening with the Wi-Fi? Um <laughs> Yeah, you already know what the deal is. I'm gonna let you know we can find KLT. Alright. Boom. Shout out to you guys who rock with the KLT show. Alright. Um hit that like and subscribe. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find the KOT show. So definitely do that. Get the snapbacks, the black and white, and the blue and orange at thenickatimeshow.com. All right? And just go there, hit catalog, boom. Everything is there. And then follow us on Twitter at the KOT Show, Instagram at the Nick of Time Show, and Facebook at Nick of Time Show as well. Also check out the blog too at nickatimeshow.com. Mikey just put out something else I'm about to, to publish. I didn't get a chance to do it yet because I was running around with a chicken in my head cut off today. But look out for that new Mikey Heat. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Mike. That is our show, guys. We out this mug. Great show, guys, as always. And as always. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks YouTube streets. That's that show. That's our show. We out this mug. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams.